0: welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne.
1: And I'm Gina.
0: And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This
1: episode we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, September 11th. And I just want to say I am doing much better. Um, If you listened to our episode last week, uh, you know I was Uh, had COVID. Um, Still getting over it, but I'm doing much better. So thank you. I know some people did reach out to me after they listened and said, oh my god, you had COVID. So I appreciate that. But this week, Daphne, we're starting the Challenger Series this week.
0: I know. Two events. We're really lucky the JGP is taking a break this week, so we can kind of ease into the ISU Challenger Series. It's going to be a long season. If I think about it, when we started this (laughs) podcast, it was kind of in the off-season and things were kind of quiet. And now I feel like with this week, we're going deeper into it. And there's going to be a lot to talk about from here on out. Yes. (laughs) I also wanted to mention, like I always do, that all the items we discuss will be included in our show notes. That includes links to articles. It includes links to results. Anything that we discuss, if there's a link associated, will be in the show notes so you can go and check it out for yourself.
1: So let's begin, starting with our event results segment. We had the Junior Grand Prix in Riga, Latvia this past week. Um, Just before we go into the events, one thing I wanted to mention, if you were watching the live stream, did anyone notice the large monitor in the corner as the skaters were skating? I saw it the whole time I was watching it, and um, it kind of bothered me. I was like, that's going to be a little distracting for the skaters. So, uh, hey, any skaters that competed at the Junior Grand Prix, you want to let us know if you thought it was distracting, that would be great. But I thought it was very distracting. Um, I've also heard that rink is very cold. We'll have to ask Mark if that's uh, uh, very true or any of the skaters Um, there. But Mark and Ted were both back commentating this week. Um, Ted was virtual um, and Mark was there in Lafayette. I think there was a couple times they had some technical difficulties, but um, it was great having them both back uh, commentating this week. So we'll start with the pairs. Um, One week after winning silver, Team USA's Kayla Smith and Andy Dang won gold in Lafayette and have qualified, um, this is not confirmed, yet but they've we believe they've qualified for the junior grand prix final based on their silver and now their gold. Uh they had an almost 9 point lead into the free skate. Um their free skate was a bit rough. Um they had three falls in the program. Um Andy fell after their side-by-side Sal cows but not on the jump. It was a very interesting um fall there. But um yeah, so Thankfully, with their help from their short program, they were able to capture the gold, you know, because their free skate wasn't um, what they were hoping for. But, yeah, so that's great for them that they will compete here in the Junior Grand Prix Final in December. The Canadians won silver and bronze with Ava Rae Kemp and Jonathan Elizarov winning the silver. And Ashlyn Schmitz and Tristan Taylor winning the bronze. So it was another North American podium in the pairs event at the Junior Grand Prix.
0: Well, moving on to the men. Italy's Nicolai Memola won the men's event and has unofficially qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final in his home country. He had a 13-point lead after the short program. Japan's Ryo Nakata won the silver medal, moving up from third in the short program with a third-place free skate. He skated to James Bond. This was his JGP debut, and Kazakhstan's Rakat Braylin won the bronze. This was his first JGP since 2019, when he was 11th at Baltic Cup. Japan's Sudoi Suto struggled in his free skate to drop from second in the short program to finish off the podium in fifth place. Team USA's Robert Japlonski finished second in the free skate to move up from sixth after the short program to miss the podium by less than three points. So Japlonski skated with a lot of speed and energy. He unfortunately fell on his triple axel and um, he will compete in his second JGP event in Gdansk, Poland. Team USA's Kirk Hagito Finished in 17th place in his JGP debut. He also skated with a lot of energy and personality. um, And he had a cartwheel at the end of his short program.
1: Yeah, he was fun to watch. Um, And his videos got posted all over social media. And one thing I wanted to mention about him is I loved his entrance into his starting pose. You know, most of the skaters, they skate around and then they get into their starting pose. He does a spread eagle into his starting pose, and he kind of like, bring on the attention to him. He's like, I don't know, he just has this fun personality about him. So moving on to the women. 2022 World Junior Silver Medalist Jia Shin from South Korea won the women's event. She had a lot of great speed, lots of ice coverage. She's a beautiful skater to watch. Her only mistake in her program was her fall on her triple LUTs. Um, but other than that, it was just a great program. I enjoyed watching her, so um, congrats on her for winning the gold. Soho Lee from the United States won the silver medal in her International and Junior Grand Prix debut. Her programs are choreographed by Misha G, if you didn't uh, know that. In her free skate, she had a purple tutu, and she skated to the Nutcracker. Um, she was committed to her free skate. She had a lot of these tight landings, where she couldn't get the second jump in for her combinations. And she had to rework her program a bit to get her combinations in later in the program. I was watching it and I was like, okay, she's got to get some combos in here because she's only been doing just, you know, one jump, one jump. And she got them in later in the program. So it was a really good job by her to kind of figure out where, how she was going to get in her combinations um. So, yeah, congrats to Soho Lee on her silver medal. And Japan's Ami Nakai won the bronze in her Junior Grand Prix debut. Now, she did a triple-axle attempt. It was called under-rotated, and then she had some unexpected pops. Her free skate didn't go as planned, and she skated to Miss Saigon. She has great skating skills, a great smile, um, It was a joy to watch her, so congrats to her on the bronze. And USA's Hannah Herrera finished ninth in her Junior Grand Prix debut. And I just want to point out, this is Hannah Herrera and not Hannah Harrell. There's two skaters <laughs> with similar names, and I think some people were like... Oh, Hannah! Wait, isn't her coach Misha G? Or is she choreographed by Misha G? Nope, wrong Hannah. This is Hannah Herrera and not Hannah Harrell. So be careful as you're watching a little bit there.
0: Well, moving on to the ice dance. In the rhythm dance, the difference between first and second place was basically a lift deduction and missing some key points. But in the free dance, The top six teams all had level three step sequences, which Mark Hanreddy mentioned in his coverage that it's really difficult to get a level four. So getting level three is like a, a big deal. Daria Grimm and Mikhail Savitsky of Germany won the event overall. They were fifth at the World Junior Championships last year. This team teamed up in 2019 with neither of them having any experience in ice dance. I really like their style in the rhythm dance. I think they need more time as a team to grow together. There are just some of those little things that I noticed that they still need to work on a little bit. But I think this team is wonderful. They were in second place after the rhythm dance, but they won the free dance by seven points. And I thought their Nutcracker program was a lot of fun and they had consistent GOEs on their elements and level fours in on all of them as well. And I think that really elevated them to the gold medal. Sandrine Gauthier and Quentin Theron of Canada had a two point lead after the Rhythm Dance. This was their JGP debut. They're coached and trained in the Ice Academy of Montreal system, so I am is continuing their presence on the junior level. Um, music for their free dance was by Mika, and it's interesting because the coach that was with them in Riga skated to a Mika song before he retired from skating, and mm-hmm. it was the program was a favorite of our little ice dance group. Mm-hmm. So, winning the bronze medal, Maria Pinchek, Mikita Pogorilov. They are now training in Vienna. They were 17th at the World Junior Championships. Um, they formerly trained in Kharkiv. They have been helped with Nazarova and Nikitin on some of their choreography, because their choreographer was still in Ukraine. I liked that they used more contemporary music for their free dance including this version of You Don't Own Me that was on the Suicide Squad soundtrack, noticed a lot of improvement in them from last season to this season. Given everything that has gone on in their country, it's a beautiful testament to their hard work.
1: Yeah, I was glad to see them win a medal here because, you know, they're now training in a different training location and and who knows what, you know, if they still have family in Ukraine um, and just the whole situation going on. So it was nice to see them, um, you know, win a medal here. Um, it just, you know, it just shows that they're, you know, trying really hard to, you know, do what they love and to compete despite everything that's going on in their home country.
0: Yeah. Uh, Team USA's Vanessa Pham Jonathan Rogers, who won the bronze a couple of weeks ago in Corseval, moved up one spot after the Rhythm Dance to finish fourth overall. Again, this is Fam and Roger's first season on the JGP. There were a lot of debuts at this competition, teams coming out and being at their first international. Grace Feinick and Yohor Barshak, Jordan Lewis and Noah McMillan, Ashley Slatter and Adel Ongay Perez. This is a little team from the UK that I've been watching for a number of years. And so many more. This It's so wonderful to see all of these debuts and, and new teams coming to the competition out on the JDP Series. Yeah. This is a start. It's It gives them a little, you know, a benchmark of where they are and hopefully help them start to build some momentum. So this was not the only competition that took place. Uh, we also had the National Solo Dance Finals that were in Valencia, California. The qualification for the National Solo Dance finals is based on results from the 2022 Solo Dance Series, which started in March and ended in August. I saw two events in that series because I was at Dallas for the Dallas Classic, and Gina, you and I were in Lake Placid, mm-hmm. so we were able to see some of that as well. Yeah. The, the top 18 skaters in solo pattern dance and combined events, as well as the top nine skaters in the Shadow pattern dance events receive an invitation to participate in the national final winning the senior combined event lucas Appel, he trains down with marina Zueva, and he previously skated with annabelle larson he won this event i mean this was great for him uh, brooke tufts who i've seen skate a couple of times this season she trains with Kristen and igor lukunin she won the silver she- uh anna Lewis, who competed with a partner the last time I saw her skate um won the bronze. I did watch a little
1: solo dance in Lake Placid when we were there this summer, and uh that was not the first time i think i've se- i watched solo dance i didn't you know I really didn't know how solo dance kind of worked i I'm assuming it was like dancing without a partner um but it is a you know it's interesting to watch and you know these. Athletes really train hard for it, just like if you were training with a partner. So we kind of forgot to mention solo dance finals last week and someone told us about it. So I'm glad they let us know and alerted us to it that it was going on this week. And so so congrats to all of the competitors that competed at the national solo dance finals.
0: Um, And did a complete series on solo ice dance at ice dance dot com. I think it was two years mm-hmm. ago. It may even be longer because during the pandemic, uh, my sense of time, and I think a lot of people's sense of time shifted, but Anne did a great series over at IceDance.com, and um, we'll include a link in the show notes. So if anyone wants to learn more about solo dance, you'll have the opportunity.
1: Well, the 96th annual Middle Atlantic Figure Skating Championships took place at Chelsea Piers in New York City this past weekend, it is then a National Qualifying Series event for singles and pairs. Maxim Naumah won the senior men's event. Now, he landed a quad salchow cow cleanly in his short program and attempted two quad salchows cows in his free skate. One was called under-rotated. Now, this is Maxim's first competition since the 2021 U.S. Classic a year ago.
0: You know how you hear um, just different little things? About skaters, like, oh, they may not come back or they might retire. I'm really glad that Maxim is back because he's a very talented skater and it's wonderful to see him back out competing again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, in the junior men's event, Jacob Sanchez won that event. Um, this was his first national qualifying series event for the season. Um, he's going to be competing again in a couple weeks. Isabel Levito won the senior women's event. She opened with a triple Lutz, triple loop in her free skate. Lindsay Thorngrand took home the silver, and she also attempted a triple Lutz, triple loop combination, but it was called under-rotated. Ava Ziegler earned the bronze medal. And in the junior women's event, Katie Kraftchak won that event.
0: And moving on to the John Next Pair Challenge, which is an ISU international competition for pairs and also takes place during Middle Atlantics. Uh, the junior event, which was not an international, but NQS points were given, featured four U.S. teams. The event was won by Ellie Korotek and Timmy Chapman, with Katherine Rivers and Nathan Rensing and Liliana Murray and Jordan Gillette winning silver and bronze, respectively. In the senior event, Italy's Rebecca Gilardi and Filippo Ambrosini won the gold. Team USA's Emily Chan and Spencer Howe won silver. And Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez won bronze. And
1: another NQS event for singles and pairs took place this week in Evingston, Illinois. It was the Greater Chicagoland Invitational. Joseph Klein won the senior men's event. Now, Joseph will be competing at the Junior Grand Prix in Armenia in two weeks. And it actually will be his first Junior Grand Prix since 2019 when Daphne and I saw him in Lake Placid. So I'm happy he's got a Junior Grand Prix event coming up here in two weeks. Um, Yes. So, yep. So I guess I think Joseph was using this event to kind of help him prepare for um, the JGP. Elsa Chang won the senior women's event. Now, for the junior women's event, there were two groups with like 15 skaters in each. So, you know, you can check out the um, results there in um, our show notes um, because I'm not going (laughs) to. But two two groups, that was a lot. Lakin Lockley debuted a new partnership with Eduardo Caputo. They were the only ones in the senior pairs event. In junior pairs, Isabel Martins debuted a new partnership with Aaron Filderbaum. They finished second behind Margaret and William Church.
0: Moving on to St. Moritz, which took place September 9th through 11th in Oakland, California. This was an NQS event for singles and pairs. Michael J, scheduled to compete in his second JGP in Poland, won the junior men's event, and Max Lake won the senior event. He was the only entry. Nika DiGerness and Mark Sedusky won the senior pairs event. Naomi Williams and Australia's Lachlan Luer made their debut as a junior pair. They plan to qualify for U.S. Nationals. On the day we're recording this, the senior and junior women finished later today. But after the senior short program, the top four are Elena Budko, Marin Pierce, Elizabeth Hong, and Kate Wang, which is her season debut. Sherry Zhang, who has an upcoming JGP in Armenia, is leading the junior women after the short program.
1: The John Smith Memorial took place this past weekend in Indian Trails, North Carolina. It was an NQS event for singles, and we'll put the results in our show notes for that.
0: And finally, Merrill Davis and Charlie White were inducted into the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame last night pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. As we're recording this on September 11th, um, the celebration or induction took place on Saturday, September 10th. Yeah, and I believe it was a sold out crowd for their induction.
1: So moving on to our general skating news, I just want to point out that we are going to talk about some assignments here. And for those who don't know, for the U.S., assignments are not confirmed until they appear on the U.S. Figure Skating's international assignment page. Now, sometimes it may take U.S. Figure Skating a week, two weeks, three weeks to put those assignments up. But really, they're not confirmed for the U.S. skaters, their assignments, until they appear on that assignment website. So, we'll, I'll put that link so you know where that is in our show notes Um. So you can see where that is, because I I don't know if everyone knows that that about that assignment page.
0: I mean, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Those rosters for the ISU Challenger Series change all the time, and in some respect, the U.S. will put in placeholders to temporarily hold a spot, mm-hmm. and then they shift the skaters around. This happens in the JGP because a lot of times. They're looking to see how a skater does in the first event before they decide fully about the second event. Um, It's a strategy Mm -hmm. that they've used for a long time. So, yeah, that U.S. assignments page, that is like the confirmation that someone has been assigned there. And so when you see so-and-so withdrew, that doesn't necessarily mean they withdrew. They're just not listed anymore. Right. Right. You know, that's how it works. They may not have planned to go to that competition. These rosters, especially for senior B's and challengers, like I said, they change all the time. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think when you look at the roster, sometimes, especially like for the U.S., you'll see like seven skaters listed there. And that's because the U.S., when they're putting in their entries, they're putting in all the possible options that they may send to this event. Um, and then mm-hmm. they're constantly changing things around. So when we mention any of these entries, they're subject to change and they're going to change on the ISU page. But until they, you know, for the U.S., until they appear on that international assignment page, then that's when they're confirmed. And the U.S. does update them. So when people are withdrawing, which they're actually withdrawing because there's an uh, illness, injury, they're not ready to compete at that event, whatever, retirement, end of partnership, they're putting the withdrawal right next to it. But if they're taking them out of that event, they're taking their name off completely from that list. And I've seen that, or they're not even putting their name on that list. And that was one example that happened this week was um, Eric Joberg, was on the ISU page for Andre Napella, which we'll talk about in a second. But his name never appeared on U.S. Figure Skating's assignment list. And that was because they made made a change. He's not going to compete at that event. He did not withdraw. He is no longer being sent to that event. And so they never put it there and then... The ISU, you know, U.S. figure skating contacted the ISU and it was taken off the ISU list. So you, that's very it's very hard right now to determine if someone is actually withdrawn because of an injury, you know, not ready, whatever. Or if it's just federations moving people to different events and stuff like that.
0: And other countries do this, too. Yes. Yes. They shift around. That's why there are substitution lists. And it's just it's a common thing. That's why we started saying these rosters, (laughs) they're just going to change. They are.
1: The ISU posted the entries for Andre Napella Trophy, the third ISU Challenger event. There's no pairs for this event. Team USA, which confirmed on their U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone international assignment page, that Elena Bucko, and this will be her first senior international assignment after winning gold in an advanced novice event in Golden Bear, Croatia four years ago. She will be at Andre Napella with Isabel Levito, Una Brown and Gage Brown, and Ava Pate and Logan Bai.
0: For Canada, Corey Cercelli, Marjorie Lajoie and Zachary Laga, and Miku Makita and Tyler Ganara. Other competitors include Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson, Haiyan Lee, Junhuan Cha, and Dennis Vasilievs. U.S. Figure Skating also posted on its International Assignments page on Wednesday, September 7th, that Eric Joberg was selected for the TBD spot at Skate America in the men's event. Tomoki Hiwatashi was added to John Wilson Trophy, which will be his second Grand Prix assignment. And Star Andrews was added to the Skate Canada assignment.
1: And that's an example. The ISU did post that Star Andrews was going to compete at Skate Canada, but it took the U.S. um, a couple days to actually put it on their assignment page. So, um, but yeah, so I'm glad now that Star has um, two Grand Prix assignments. Tomoki now has two Grand Prix assignments. And Eric is going to have a Grand Prix assignment and we'll see him at Skate America.
0: We will. It's coming up faster than you would think. And uh, speaking of Skate America, Gina and I have not forgotten we are getting the research (laughs) together so we can record that special Skate America episode that you guys have been asking for.
1: Yes, we're working on it. Don't worry. Well, the ISU also posted entries for the second Junior Grand Prix event in Gdansk, Poland. Remember, there are two um, uh, Junior Grand Prix events in Poland this year. Team USA's Soho Lee, Robert Jampolski. Sonia Barum and Daniel Tumensiv, Helena Carhart and Voldemir Horovi, and Ileana Peel and Ethan Peel will be competing at the Junior Grand Prix event and the second one in Poland. And Helena and Voldemir, um, that will be their second event in a row. They've got both (laughs) Junior Grand Prix events in Poland. So um, they're going to get to spend extra time in Poland. But uh, yeah, so those were for Team USA.
0: For Team Canada, Edward Vasai, Hetty Shi, Ava Ray Kemp, and Jonathan Elizarov, Chloe Panetta, and Karen Thrasher, and Ashlyn Schmitz, and Tristan Taylor. And in Ice Dance, Nadia Bashinska, and Peter Beaumont, and Emma Goodstadt, and Michael Barsoom. Moving on to our recent interviews, US Figure Skating Fan Zone posted an article on Valentina Plazas and Maximiliano Fernandez making their ISU Challenger Series debut in Lake Placid. Um, The article talks about their partnership and their programs this season, their heritage, and the move from Florida to Michigan, among other things.
1: Well, US Figure Skating also posted an article on Jill Heiner on their fan zone. After her international debut in Philadelphia in early August, um, Jill decided to return to her 2021-2022 La La
0: FreeScape. La La Land Free Skate.
1: After her international debut in Philadelphia in early August, Jill decided to return to her 2021-2022 La La Land Free Skate music and mentioned that she has a soft spot for this program. Now, I saw that program at Nationals, and Jill is quite an entertainer. She loves to have fun, and that was a fun program. So I'm glad she's going back to that. Um, Now, she says she has a soft spot for this program because, like the main couple in the film, she is pursuing her own passion and dream now coming true, as she will be making her ISU Challenger Series debut in Lake Placid this coming week at the age of 20. Her birthday was just on September 9th. Happy birthday, Jill. Yeah. yeah, Jill's a fun skater um, to watch and to talk to. She just loves, she's a ball of energy. So um, so congrats to Jill uh, ahead of her um, ISU Challenger Series debut.
0: Golden Skate posted an article on Ukraine's Maria Andruchuk. Um, they've been doing this series on the Ukrainian figure skaters, which I think is such a great idea, and it's focusing on... Many of them who are displaced and are now training in different countries. Um, Andrew Chuck talks about what it was like in Ukraine when the war started. She talks about her programs and what it's like to train in Latvia with her coach and team.
1: Well, International Figure Skating Magazine did an article on Massimo Scali. It was originally in their August issue of the magazine, uh, Massimo talks about his focus of coaching and choreography, um, living in the U.S. and his move to California. He talks about coaching Alyssa Liu um, in the article as well, and his season this season's projects, which he did some choreography for two Ice Academy of Montreal teams.
0: Moving on to social media updates. Aizer Ekaterina Ryabova announced her retirement from competitive skating she was ninth at the 2022 world championships and 15th at the olympics the ice academy of montreal posted that francis evgenia lopareva and jeffrey Brousseau are now part of i am the skaters are going to share their training time between Lyon, where they will continue to be trained by roxanne pettiton and in montreal with the i team and i remember roxanne pettiton when she was an ice dancer herself So this is exciting news for this team. And the Spanish Ice Sports Federation has created a high-performance group for dance called Elite Dance Group. It's going to be directed by Sarah Hurtado and Kirill Haliavin and will be based in the city of Madrid. It's open to Spanish and foreign ISU-level skaters who pass some tests, and those tests will be held on September 17th and 18th. Hmm.
1: So maybe they're starting their own, you know, ice dance group. This could be like the Ice Academy of Montreal in Spain.
0: Yeah, I'm (laughs) excited to see what Sarah and Kirill do because they both have a lot of experience. They're both Olympians. And I'm excited to see what they do with the teams. Well, Italy's
1: Carolina Costner posted on social media that she was taken to the hospital and that she had a double jaw fracture, five stitches, and a severe headache. She doesn't say how this all came about. Um, But yeah, we wish uh, Carolina, you know, speedy recovery and all the best. Um, It was, you know, she posted photos of herself and she, poor thing. Um, so I hope she's doing well here soon, you know, gets better and doing well soon. Team USA's Ryan Dunk posted on Instagram that he is retiring from competitive single skating. Now he did compete this summer at the US Collegiate Championships and successfully defended his title. He will continue competing for the skating club of Boston's Fort and Theater on Ice team that won the senior national title this spring. Now, Ryan graduated um, from Suffolk University this spring and he started working as a research assistant this summer at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. He hopes to apply for Ph.D. programs in clinical psychology and hopes to one day become a psychologist focusing on eating disorders and trauma. And I kind of want to say Ryan you need to get in touch with Rachel Flat because that's she does yeah. you know, a lot of the stuff with eating disorders. But uh, all the best to Ryan as he now pursues, um, you know, a Ph.D. program here and he pursues other things outside of skating.
0: Yes. So moving on to upcoming events for the week, it's not quite as busy, <laughs> except that we do have two. Uh, issue Challenger Series events. <laughs> yeah. I, think I think it's, think it's so you... busy,
1: Daphne. It's just a it different busy. busy.
0: <laughs> it's a different busy because I'm used to us having a list of like six or seven NQS events.
1: And uh, No so... NQS events.
0: We just got Challengers this week. I know. <laughs> I know. You're right. Um, So the first Challenger Series event of the season is going to be live streamed for Peacock Premium subscribers in the U.S. The men's event has a pretty fantastic roster. You've got Daniel Grassel, Donovan Carrillo, Jimmy Ma, Ilya Molinin, Camden Pulkinen, Eric Joberg, Wesley Chu, Stephen Gogolev, and Kevin Amos. I mean, that's
1: a pretty, that's a pretty good roster.
0: <laughs> it's a pretty good roster. The women's event will feature Mana Wabi, Yilam Kim, Young Yu, Jill Heiner, Sonya Hilmer, and Audrey Shin. So the pairs event includes Rebecca Gillardi and Filippo Ambrosini. Team USA's Emily Chan and Spencer Howe, Maria Mokova and Ivan Mokov, Valentina Plazas, Maximiliano Fernandez, Megan Wessenberg, and Blake Eisenbach. And for the Ice Dance event, Canada's Marie-Jean L'Oreal and Roman Legac, who, of course, used to represent France, now represent Canada. Um, Haley Sales, Nicholas Walmsteker, Lila Fear, and Louis Gibson will be there. Uh, Team USA's Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov, who just won what a month and a half ago, they won the Lake Placid Ice Dance International. Ava Pay and Logan Bai, and Katerina Wolfkostin and Jeffrey Chen. This event will be held in conjunction um, with the U.S. Novice and Junior Challenge Skate will be held in conjunction with this international. Say, domestic invitational competition. There will be some single skaters and a few ice dance teams. It's going to take place from Tuesday to Friday. And that piece will be live streamed via U.S. Figure Skating's Fan Zone platform. So
1: when the U.S. Classic wraps up, Lombardia Trophy starts up. Um, Lombardia Trophy going on in Bergamo, Italy, September 15th to the 18th. Second challenger of the season, just because U.S. Classic and Lombardi are pretty much right on top of each other. Uh, no pairs for this challenger, so just men, women, and dance. I'm um, no, not hearing anything yet about live streaming. We will definitely share that information. I know it's been live streamed in the past, so we're just going to have to keep an eye out um, for a live stream for this event. For the men, Japan's Kishiro Shimada. Italy's Matteo Rizzo and Nikolai Mamola, who just won gold at the Junior Grand Prix in Raiga and silver at the Junior Grand Prix in Ostrava. Team USA's Tomoki Hiwatashi and Din Tran. In the women's event, we've got some good ones in the women's event. Japan's Wakaba Haguchi and Kiori Sakamoto and Rika Watanabe. Team USA's Amber Glenn and Hannah Harrell. And dance. Now, these people have won the Lombardia Trophy. They have
0: a stranglehold. <laughs> Charlene Guignard and Marco Fabri have a stranglehold on the Lombardia Trophy. Um, Was it five? Team...
1: So is this going to be six if they
0: win? Uh, it's, it's been going on for quite a while. They're joined by Team USA's Emily Browdy and Ian Somerville. There's a whole list of um, other competitors. It's, it's going to be a fun event yes. overall. Yeah.
1: Both of these challengers are going to be a fun event, and it's exciting that we have reached this point in the season that we're now talking about challengers. Because after this point, I it's going to be challengers and internationals, and then we're going to have Junior Grand Prix continues, and, and then the Senior Grand Prix is just going to be busy. Now we're in the season. We're in the thick of it. So. We
0: really are, and if you guys are enjoying what we bring to the table when we talk about things at the top of the podcast, let us know, because we're trying to fine-tune what our coverage of each event will look like, because if we go into detail about every single skater, we will be on here for four or five hours, <laughs> and that is way too long Yes, for a podcast. Yes,
1: so... <laughs> But one thing to mention, we do not have a Junior Grand Prix this week. The Junior Grand Prix returns on September 21st in Armenia. So no Junior Grand Prix this week, just the two challengers. But Daphne, we've got to mention we have one NQS event this week. And it's the 43rd annual Pasadena Open Championships in Pasadena, California. It is for singles. It's September 15th through the 18th.
0: I know. We're getting down to the wire. There's only a couple more weeks left of NQS events. And then we'll be looking forward to sectionals and finals. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes,
1: you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And you can find us on social media, Twitter. It's at this WK in skating. Facebook and Instagram, it's This Week in Skating. And we love to hear from you, whether it be on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com.
0: We really appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media, so keep it coming in. We do have a couple of shout outs for folks who reached out to us this week. Tap Dancer on Figure Skating Universe said... Love the interview. Thanks so much for asking them my question. They both were so informative and well-spoken. Of course, they're referring to the podcast we did with Ava Pate and Logan Bai. It took place a couple of weeks ago. We are planning some additional interviews coming up.
1: And then we also got a email from Laura. And actually, Laura sent us an email because we forgot to mention the National Solo Dance Finals and her daughter was competing at that event. And so she alerted it to us. We did tweet out about it. And of course, we just mentioned it in our show. So thank you, Laura, for letting us know that we kind of forgot about that event. But she also told us Absolutely love your podcast. Keep up the amazing job. So thank you, Laura, thank you. and thank you for letting us know about solo dance. You know, it's hard to keep track of four disciplines, you know, and we're trying to, you know, solo dance, synchro, we're trying to keep involve those in our podcast as well. So, you know, if we're missing something, don't be afraid to let us know. And so we yeah. appreciated Laura letting us know that we kind of forgot about solo dance. So, yeah,
0: yeah. we definitely love to build connections with people who are in those worlds that can keep us updated on the things that are coming in. So if you'd like to volunteer (laughs) to let us know or keep us updated on what's happening in the synchro or solo dance world. I know solo dance will um, take a little bit of a breather before they Mm -hmm. return again in the spring. I know the kids will still be training. It's mm-hmm. just that's when their competitive season starts. Um, it'd be really great. I have to admit, the National Solo Dance Final snuck <laughs> up on me. I usually am prepared for it, but this year I was not. I think starting a new podcast and getting um, into it, there's just a lot more on my plate. So yeah, if anyone out there wants to volunteer to work with us and keep us updated on what's happening, we would definitely Mm -hmm. love it.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So moving on to the IDC and FSO spotlight over at IDC, we did an article with Harlow Stanley and Nikita Sosneko. They finished 12th at the JDP Riga Cup. Uh, This was their first um, JDP event. They're a new team that trains at the Wheaton Ice Skating Academy at ION um, in Virginia and they represent Mexico. Yeah. So Anne was able to catch up with them at two different events and put together an article so you can learn more about them. They're really fun kids and uh, take the opportunity to get to know them. So Gina, what's going on <laughs> at Figure Skaters Online yeah. this week? Yeah,
1: so I posted a Q&A with Jacob Sanchez, and um, we mentioned Jacob earlier in the show. He won the junior men's event at Mid-Atlantics, and it was just a get-to-know-you um, Q&A with Jacob and uh, what his plans are for this season. And by the time you are hearing this podcast, you should be seeing an article about Sonia Helmer. Who wa- is making her challenger debut at the U.S. Classic this week? Uh, Mara got the opportunity to talk with Sonia a little bit about her, because I don't think everyone is as familiar with Sonia. They had a great conversation, so check out that article. It should be there by the time you're hearing this podcast.
0: Yes, and with that, we have reached the end of this podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Daphne, and I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week!